Hello and welcome, magic folk, to this bonus episode that I was telling you about where I got a handful of people who are going to be talking about their MagicCon Minneapolis experience. It was very fun for me to get these people recorded, and I am so, so damn excited to have you guys listen to their their bits, their stories that they have with MagicCon Minneapolis. So without any further ado, let's hear these beautiful magic folk and what they have to say about their experience down at MagicCon Minneapolis. Hey, I'm Casey, uh, and here is my experiences at Minneapolis MagicCon. I guess I'll start off saying that the conference was set up really well, where if you wanted to do Commander, they had people running around finding lobbies for that, and so that was nice, and then it wasn't crowded. Like, the Commander space was, was pretty, pretty full always, but it wasn't, you know, you had adequate space to move around, it wasn't like back-to-back with another table necessarily. There was a nice zone off to the side for tournaments for people who were doing that. And if you wanted to hop in, it was cool just to have, you know, they had some people who could just set you up for whatever event was going on in the next hour there. They also had on-demand events for a bunch of stuff. And then when you were doing that, you could just see a bunch of random sort of magic celebs walking around, a bunch of online personalities and stuff. And then, so that was really cool. Uh, I'd say one of the the big things for me was seeing a few of the sort of YouTube personalities. I thought it was cool to see Ristic Studies after he did one of his panels with some of the art directors of Magic. He was just sort of hanging out with his friends. Um, So that was cool. I also met Ketchup Guy, who is a professional Magic player. Forgot his real name, but I gave him Ketchup when I was drunk at some bar. What bar was that? Uh, that was Brit's Pub, and that was Benton Madsen. Benton Madsen. He got some ketchup. Yeah. Humbled twice, once by Reed Duke and once by me giving him ketchup for no reason. <laughs> I really hope he remembers that. <laughs> I hope he talks about it sometime. That's the that's the goal. To be like, oh yeah, and if you listen to this audio clip, I'm the guy that this guy said was an idiot. And just gave him ketchup at some random bar in Minneapolis. Um... Who else? There was there was CGB, which was cool because I watch a lot of Arena, and he's kind of a big Arena guy. And he was nice. He was doing some, something, some. There was like an Arena booth, a little Arena booth. Out of everything, that was the smallest little thing. Was his, was like the little Arena booth. So it was cool to see that they didn't try really push Arena super hard like they were during COVID. It was kind of like just a little, little thing off to the side. But yeah, that was in the same room as the the Pro Tour, which was. Also really cool to see that going on. It was kind of blocked off to to everybody. All the filthy casuals couldn't get in there, but the pros were going at it, playing Magic. And they were live streaming that in the other sort of rooms of the the conference, which was cool because I was, wa- or I was waiting to get some stuff signed by Chris Ron, and I could watch a little bit of the pro tour. It wasn't super clear, because uh, it was kind of off to the side. It wasn't like every wall of the stadium, but it was pretty good to to see that. I thought they were playing Pioneer, but they were actually playing Standard. So I was talking to some guys like, oh yeah, I think that guy's playing Rakdos. Because I could tell they were playing Fable and stuff. But he was actually playing 
a standard Rakdos, and I was like, oh, that just kind of tells you where standard's at and how good Fable is, which was funny. Yeah, now they did that thing where their standard's like three years or something to try to get people to play it, and people yep. are like, oh, now they'll ban Fable, and they haven't said anything yet. See where that goes. I'm happy I don't play standard, because that would kind of... I have the card, but it's like, uh, geez. It'd be a grind to try to, like, get any headway on any other decks when that super good card's hanging out there, you know? So, with nothing really, I don't know. It's tough to beat, but, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I'm trying to think of, like, the big stuff. Oh, yeah, and then I got some stuff signed by Chris Ron, which is cool. Uh, it was cool to see some artists, actually, and, you know, man, if I ever do that again, I'm going to make it a higher priority to get those lines done early when less people are, sort of, have put it off because they look like not long lines, but, man, they are long lines. Yeah, my entire Sunday was, like, Got there at whatever, before the doors opened, stood in that big line to get into the zone. Stood in a line for the whole the whole Sunday. It was like 10 to 3.30 is when Garrett and I left. And I, I got my stuff signed and people were dropping like flies. And I was like, holy shit. That was a long line. But it was cool to meet him and he was a really nice guy. And I talked to him a little bit about the the process and stuff and... He said he, he drew some cards for the next Ixalan, and he's super excited for that, so I am too. Love the dinosaurs. I got a I got an artist proof of Wayward Swordtooth for 10 bucks, and I was like, 10 bucks? The card is 10 bucks. I'll definitely get a proof of that. <laughs> that one was a good deal, but yeah, it was crazy. He signed one of my Lattimore Elves. Of course, I had three of the wrong Lattimore Elves and one of the right ones, so that's just how it goes. It was, it was a crazy fun time with a lot of stuff and then yeah it was a, it was a good time i don't know what else to say i don't know what i was expecting going in but probably something like that and it was cool to to go to something like that and see every see everybody and see a bunch of people who are big into magic and and all the stuff going on there so if it happened again in like a couple of years i'd probably go back if it was in the cities or something like that so Okay, well, my name is Garrett Johnson. I'm from Grand Forks, North Dakota, and I had a great time at MagicCon Minneapolis. I uh, have never been to one of these events before, but I went all in on the legendary VIP experience because tax return season's nice sometimes. Overall, I got down there. We had a great time at the Airbnb we stayed at. All the magic I got to play that weekend was insane. I got to try out my new modern deck. I got to play most of my commander decks throughout the weekend. And overall, it was pretty insane. I started off by taking the five-hour drive down solo. Arrived around 11 p.m. And already got one game of magic in with some of the guys from the MTG podcast you're listening to. Then we uh, got up the next morning, and I got to go and see Minneapolis Convention Center for the first time. We got there, got our badges already in, and once we were in, we went and claimed all that merch. Which, there was quite a lot of that for that Legendary VIP. Only thing I was a little disappointed in in the Legendary VIP was there was a Commander merch item that turned out to just be a little... Uh, thermos cup thing that said legendary essentially on it 
but overall everything else was great i got some pins i got a play mat that i used all weekend i got some uh what was it again uh got some arcane signets that i was really sweet to see those uh those like thanos gauntlet ones and then i we went in i got to see the entire floor and i mainly spent the first day seeing all the artists i got my playmat from john avon i got uh two signed cards from him a forest and a scorch ruins i then went to some of the other artists like mark Poole, who signed five of my basic lands for my draft box that i built i got let's see aaron miller to sign my newest commander who is orthelian hero of lava brink that was pretty sweet and then I also was able to go and get all of my merch items from the official show store, such as my Phyrexian hat and Phyrexian shirt. And was even able to get some of my friends at the podcast here a discount on some of their items from the official show store. So that was pretty sweet. By day two, I didn't really have any events day one, but day two, we got up and went back to the con. Got plenty of games of Magic in the night before. And I kind of spent the second day just playing in the command zone, a couple more uh, checking out artists, getting some tokens, and I got to participate in uh, Gavin Verhey's Unknown event, which was basically a nice draft of March of the Machine mixed with some Mystery Booster Convention Edition, and he threw in a pack of playtest cards, all of which were kind of mom-themed and we built decks and as we begun to play he announced that uh, in addition to that we basically had a global planes chase going on through the sealed event and that was the unknown event uh walked away with some cool points and as well as uh i got to take all the playtest cards home and they had a prize playtest legendary creature card that i might have to build that's based on a uh choosing a single plane so might have to do that after we got done at the con just kind of playing a bunch of games different events legendary vip had its own uh commander event which was planes chase in a similar form but commander went to uh the airbnb with the guys had a couple of drinks and we played some more commander and just into the night um got a lot of commander got to play my modern deck for the first time actually didn't lose with my boros burn deck all weekend so that was sweet and then the third day we got there it was kind of a bummer because i was already having so much fun i couldn't imagine uh not being able to do it for another day but got in there got to play some more commander got some cdh games in i also got some cards signed by like um brian keebler i got to see olivia i got to see I even got a commander game in with Covert Go Blue, so that was pretty sweet. We then proceeded to uh, play one more unknown event, same format, new set of cards, just a lot of fun. And uh, I walked away with a bunch of signed cards. I got uh, one of the game. I got to watch Game Nights Live on Friday, front row. That was sweet. And I also got to. Um, get some i got a signed card from kibler i got a signed card from uh i didn't get one from gavin very high i missed out on that one but uh i ended up trading all my points in on the last day for a 
Littler Walker secret lair that they had as one of the prize wall prizes. And I bought on the last day the a Game Nights box that I actually won a humility in. So that was pretty sweet. Overall, after that and driving back five hours, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, my name is Chris. I am from New York. Um, actually, Manhattan, born and raised, but I live in Queens. I know it sounds weird. I'm just, I'm a New Yorker. I'm weird. Sorry. Um, but recently I was at MagicCon Minneapolis. I was also at MagicCon Philly, I should say. Um, MagicCon Minneapolis was, from start to finish, I think an overall better experience as compared to Philly. Um, I heard a lot of people that went to MagicCon Vegas uh, for Magic 30, they said that Minneapolis was so much better than Philly, so much better than Vegas. And for me, I can really say that it was a great um, experience from start to finish. I think just having, from the time you walk in, it was just so spacious. Um, the hall that they were using was so much bigger than Philly. Um, you didn't feel as cramped and as on top of each other as you were. Um, the one thing I saw personally was the fact that in Philly, there were a lot of walls that were separating people left and right from like either the Black Lotus VIP or the command zone back in, in Philadelphia. You had to pay for to get into and it was cordoned off and you had to really show your badge for it. Whereas I think when the players and the community at large decided, hey, we're paying X amount of dollars to get into the convention and now we have to pay extra to play the game. People just started going on their own and making a command zone, so to speak, in the free play area. And I think that's when they took that, they saw it, when Watsi saw that, Magicom Minneapolis, the biggest thing they did was create the command zone free for everybody. I think that was like the best thing they ever did. Having also designated people there to, you know, if you're looking for a game, they helped you, they figured out where a pod you could fit in, things like that. Um, as far as the vendors go, there were definitely some really, I mean, your standard vendors, your Ultra Pro, your Star City Games, you know, Cool Stuff Inc. You have all those other guys. And then maybe some also local people that were there as well. It was great because you can go from vendor to vendor and maybe get a better deal on the card that you couldn't normally get. Whether if you're ordering either on TCG Player or Card Kingdom, you know, you go to these events, sometimes they will discount it so they can sell it, which I thought was a great thing. I picked up a few cards myself. Um, one of them was actually... Um, I got a Darksteel Forge that I actually put into my Urtet Remnant of Menarch deck, which actually helped out a lot. Um, but I think overall you had space to walk around. The vendors were spread out. You weren't having, even if you're looking at, let's say, a bulk area, you didn't have people on top of you looking at those cards, which was great. Um, as far as the, I would say, the art of magic, so you were meeting the artists, it was great because they were also spread out. But of course, the lines were insane. They were just long. Um, if you weren't there as soon as they opened the doors to the to the hall and didn't get online right away, you might have been screwed out of getting to see someone getting an autograph or being able to get something signed. I got very lucky. I actually did all my playing on day one. Excuse me, I did um, playing and buying on day one. Um, and day two, all I did was go to the Art of Play, Art of Magic, get some... Um, prints, get some signatures, and then I play the rest of the day. I just wanted to break up my days. Um, I should say I only was at MagicCon for Saturday and Sunday, just because, I mean, I'm also a working dad, you know, life in general comes in the way, you can't really get off that much. Um, but even for two days, it was great. There were a lot of 
panels going on as well. One of the best things that I saw was, of course, the cosplay um, contest. I saw it in Philly. It was amazing in Philly. I think Minneapolis took it up to the next level. Um, I'm excited for what's going to happen in Barcelona because there's a lot of cosplayers doing really cool things. Actually, I might get into cosplay myself just because of it, because even that community is just insane. Just seeing how they all really push each other, all because of magic. It's just insane. But overall, I think a good experience. I think there, like anything, there's always tweaks that can be made. There are, I would say, a few a few other things I would have said was maybe have a couple more food vendors because food was a little bit lacking. There were, of course, the main you know venue vendors that were there overpriced as always but a few other vendors would have been cool at philly they actually had a local i would say soda seltzer person that you know you could buy a, a mug and you get free refills for the whole day um, which is great i wish they had that at magic con because there were times where you know you were getting thirsty and you wanted to drink but they have to pay what five six seven dollars for a bottle of water and unfortunately that just you know, you're already paying a lot to go to the, you have to pay to go to the con. You have to pay for travel expenses, hotel, if you're coming in from other places like me, you're paying for merchandise, which is expensive. This hobby is way too expensive, but it's an awesome hobby. And, but now you have to pay that little extra five to, five to $6 every time you want a bottle of water. Like just, I wish Watsi would realize, hey, maybe get some local vendors to come in and maybe do a food court area, which would be cool. I, that's just that's my one criticism I would say overall I thought it was great um, I thought where they had the tournament that was next to the command zone the tournament area which was cool because in Philly it was completely separate it was on a different level um, you didn't see that area you didn't know where it was it was hard to get into granted there was still trouble signing up for tournaments but I think it was a lot easier this time around because there was it was right there you could ask anybody you could ask any of the judges or the um, people that the crew that work there and they will tell you exactly how to sign up for tournaments or you know probably like um, scheduled games and things like that um, overall I think it was the best con I've been to and I've been to a few other cons as well I've been to of course the big one is comic-con here in New York um, that thing is huge you can't compare it but I think magic con is Minneapolis has been my favorite con that I've been to um, overall um, just because one the community is awesome people are really into the game of course there are some people that are a little bit too much into the game if you want to know what I mean but I think it's a great community I think people love this game they want to keep playing it they want to have fun with their friends and they just want to enjoy the crazy silly things that we can do with cards with Magic the Gathering cards. But yeah, overall, MagicCon was awesome. Hi, my name is Noah. I'm one of the patrons of this cast. Uh, to share a little bit about my Magic 30 experience, uh, it was a wonderful time, just tons of great games. There's, I got to meet a lot of different people uh, and play in a lot of different really interesting events. Uh, however, right next to the event, one of my more fond memories was on a Friday night after we had eaten up uh, and gone back to my brother's place. It was me and my friend Jade uh, sitting down to play a three-player commander game, which is not ideal, but it, it can be fun. 
So to set the stage, my brother is on the Grixis Spellslinger uh, Stranger Things 11 deck. That's, that was his commander. He didn't have a partner for it. So he just wants to cast some big fat spells and do some weird stuff. I am on uh, my slow bad deck, the one from one. So I want to just ramp out into as large of golems and large artifacts as soon as possible uh, and smash face. My friend Jade is a huge stompy player and absolutely loves Blightsteel Colossus. So he was playing the new Atali, which is the basically a dinosaur version of Blightsteel Colossus, or as, as close as you can get to it at home. The game goes like this. We're all ramping, we're all sort of doing things. Um, I'm, you know, I'm seeing my hand, it, it's looking good. Uh, my friend Jade then makes the comment about his hand. It's like, wow, this land doesn't tap for mana. This is stupid. We play another turn, and I ramp out a, would you know what, a Blightsteel Colossus. I'm thinking, okay, this is a three-player game. It's real quick. I have this in the bag. We're almost done. Then he plays the land that doesn't have for mana, and it is, you guessed it, Maze of Ith. So now this game's not over, and uh, it just got real interesting. Now, Jade, being the stompy player that he is, then proceeded to cast a Galta and equip it with the, uh, the artifact that gives it, in fact, in plus two, plus two, a uh, grafted exoskeleton. So he did Blightsteel at home, or a build your own Blightsteel. For the fun of it, we ram both of our Blightsteels into each other, because why not? It's a fun, casual game. Uh, he ends up with a 3-3 Galta with a bunch of Negwin Negwin counters on it, and my Blightsteel gets shuffled into my library. We continue to play the game. Lots of really good interaction back and forth. Um, no clear winner. Uh, my brother exists, I guess. But he was, he was controlling the board while my friend and I were basically going at each other and occasionally punching him. Uh, it gets to the point where now my friend has ramped up enough that he casts his Atali. Uh, and if you know what Atali does, uh, when, it is on, when it ETBs, I want to say, it flips the top card of each opponent's and your own library until it hits a permanent and puts that, or hits a spell and puts it onto the battlefield. Uh, in response to the Itali trigger, he worldly tutors to put his, his own personal Blightsteel on top of the library, which happens to be Megatron. So then my brother, he hits like maybe a removal spell off my brother, but then, would you know it, he hits my Blightsteel again. So... At the end of the day, he won the game by having Blightsteel, Megatron Blightsteel, uh, Galta Blightsteel, or also his, uh, Build Your Own Blightsteel, and then Atali Blightsteel. Uh, it was an excellent game. It was just one of the many great games I had over the course of that weekend. Uh, you know, shout out to everybody standing in lines and, and, and grinding through for those signatures. Uh, it, otherwise, it was a great, wonderful weekend. Garrett Anderson, West Fargo, North Dakota, co-host of This Week in MTG. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Magicon was the first ever big Magic event I went to, and I went in with not low expectations, but definitely not super high expectations, just because going with those super high expectations and don't live up to it, you get let down. 
but good God, the expectations I set for myself in this and just what my experience would be were not, were like upper middle, so 75%. And by the end of the week, I was flying high because I got to play plenty of magic, even doing non on-demand events. I did a lot of on-demand events. I did a mystery booster draft, which was a lot of fun. Did a lot of commander events, which I ended up getting paired up with a lot of the same people over and over again because we were all doing the same thing. Like, hey, let's get the points, but we want to play commander. And just had a lot of fun chatting with people. I got a lot of good conversations about the podcast in, even though our bingo cards didn't work out like we were hoping they would. Got a lot of fun, like, all right, guys, so here's the thing. Uh, my buddies and I are doing a podcast tonight. Like, we picked our decks. We figured out turn order and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, by the way, whoever wins who's not me gets this. All right, cool. Thanks, bye. <laughs> I don't, like, a lot of people sat down and were like, what the fuck? And one guy I played with on Saturday played me again on Sunday. And he's like, what the fuck? You didn't do this yesterday. And so that was a lot of fun doing that. But then, like... Sitting there and getting to experience going through the artist area myself versus like on all the all these other big events. If I got people going, it's like, hey, can you look for tokens for me? Type of thing. So I actually got to sit and like the the artists that maybe weren't as big and didn't have these big lines were actually sitting there chatting with me for a little bit. So that was really cool. And I one of them I was like, oh, I was like, oh yeah, I've got a lot of tokens from you, but this is the first time I'm coming to meet you and everything. And he's like, oh cool, what what uh, what's your favorite token of mine? And uh, God, I fucking forgot his name, but um, the guy who has my did my Gyarados tokens for my Serpent Coils for my Coma deck. Uh, I was like, my favorites definitely got to be the Gyarados for for this deck because I love playing this deck and everything. But then for me, I, I put like a side quest out for myself because like all the folks from Game Nights were going to be there and a lot of people that have been on the show were going to be there. And so I got the Epic Play Mat uh, when I did the Kickstarter for it. And so I already had some signatures from Jimmy and Josh on there. And I would have loved to have met them again or met them in the first place, like get them to sign on another place. But God, their line was so long and I wanted to go experience a bunch of other stuff. And so I just made it my quest. If they had been on game nights and I saw them grab a signature from them. And I ended up seeing a lot of those folks in the command zone, just sitting there playing playing games and stuff. And I felt bad going up there playing games. I'm like, hey, sorry to bother you, but I'm really big fan. I was wondering if I could get your signature on this playmat. And a lot of like Lady Danger, I ended up finding her. So that one, like the guys here um, with This Week in MTG knew that that was the one signature I was looking for. So I went over to the game nights area on Sunday morning. I was like, hey, guys, I know Lady Danger's not going to be here for sure, like here until four o'clock, but I'm leaving at four. Do you guys have an idea when she's planning on coming to the space? Like here, like Magic on. They're like, oh, yeah, she's here playing somewhere. Like, go check out the command zone. She's probably hanging out there. So I'm sitting fucking scoping out the command zone going, God damn it. I hope her hair's green because I'm looking for green hair right now. And she was wearing a hat and stuff, but you could see some of it pop on. I was like, fucking Christ, there she is. And so she, like, there's another guy that, like, went and talked to her first and was talking her, to her during her turn and everything. And, oh, getting her to sign stuff. And, like, then it was her turn. And I was like, I waited. And then waited another turn cycle because the other guy was kind of still sitting there chatting with her. And I was like, she finished her turn. I was like, hey, lady, um, I understand you just got done with your turn and everything, but I was waiting for your turn to be done so I didn't distract you. Can I get a quick signature? 
She's like, oh, hell yeah. By the way, thanks for waiting. Uh, my ADHD kicks in really hard, so I'm glad you waited for my turn to be done. So that was really cool. And then uh, like the table across from them uh, was uh, Black Nido. And so I went over to him like, hey, man, uh, I, I saw you play on Game Nights first, and then I watched you while you are on I Hate Your Deck, and now I watch your new channel. And like he stood up, had a good like three, four-minute conversation with me, just asking me how I was having, if I was having fun and everything. And got him to sign, took a picture with him, posted it up on our, on social media and everything. And I would have wanted to tag him, but he had his settings, so you couldn't tag him and stuff, which so be it, whatever. Um, but then at the end of it, he's like, oh, hey, man, by the way, I want to give you something. I was like, oh, cool. And he gave me a 4-4 angel token, and it's got him on it. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, man. And I'm like, he's like, I don't know if you'll use this, but here you go. I'm like, dude, I have an angel's deck. This is awesome. And so we got we nerded out for about another minute about angel decks, and it was really cool. Um, but more or less, uh, definitely, if another event like this comes not you know, <laughs> two weekends after, um, I'm definitely going again. So I had a great time at MagicCon and loved every minute of it. Uh, outside of MagicCon stuff, definitely look, look into your housing and everything you're going to do while you're there. The Airbnb was a great idea. Wish there was some other stuff that would have gone well with it because I know um, Matt ran into a lot of angry, loud noise messages when we were just walking around or having very, very quiet conversations. But that kind of a thing, it was fun to do that because it was like, hey, instead of going out to a bar, let's just go back to the house and drink our beer that we bought play some more games and not worry about some random guy just coming up grabbing cards and throwing them everywhere not saying anyone would have done that but it's fun not to have to worry about that other than anthony coming around doing it at the house it was really weird what (laughs) but no honestly it, it was a great experience i loved doing it and i'm glad i got to experience it with a lot of my friends so that was a great thing too And there you have it, Magic Folk. That is this very special bonus, like, clip episode of people who have attended MagicCon Minneapolis. Again, it was a true joy and delight to hear from uh, Casey, Garrett, Noah, Chris, and Big G. Since he wasn't on the episode, uh, you heard you heard my thoughts on the episode the, the week before. Not this earlier this week, the week before. You, you know what I mean. That's when you heard mine, you heard Anthony, you heard Danny's, you heard Amuse, all of our thoughts on MagicCon Minneapolis. It was great. It was wonderful. We recommend it. We will do it again when given the chance. God, yeah, no, it's it, fabulous. Fabulous is one of the be- one of the best ways to describe it. Um now yeah thank you for making it to the end of this bonus episode of this week in mtg and make sure to follow us on all of the social medias Uh, subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher of your choice weeks or new episodes come out every week and yeah i hope that uh you guys enjoyed this episode (laughs) thank you very much and we'll catch you next time